Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. give our children is teaching in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I said the best gift, church, we can give them. I am so honored to serve with them on this fifth Sunday. Thank you so much for your sacrifice, for your preparation. God will reward you accordingly as long as you remain faithful to God. We serve an awesome God, and I wish we could just celebrate our children one more time. 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 Thank you, God. One more time. I'm thankful to God for the incredible opportunity to be here this morning and to know Jesus. The older I get, Emily, the more I realize what a blessed life I have. A savior I can call on at any time. Someone who knows everything about me. I get to come to worship to release the worries of the world and to refresh my soul for service for Jesus Christ. I don't know what people do without worship. Because if there is no worship, there is no opportunity to be refueled. And we're running on empty. So I thank God for the privilege of serving, and I thank God for worship, and I thank God for all of you and my church family. Let us pray. Most holy and everlasting God, you are awesome. And Lord, on this day, we praise your name. We thank you for life. Thank you for our children. Thank you for our church. Thank you for every blessing, oh God. Lord, we ask you to bless the world that we live in. We ask that you, oh God, will reign supreme and that the power of the enemy will have no power. Father, right now we speak power over Pleasant Grove Church. Wisdom, love, deliverance, unity in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for every, every, every person who contributes to this ministry in the name of Jesus. We ask, dear God, that you bless our time together, that you orchestrate every thought in our minds so that there will be no distractions and we will receive the blessings you have in store for us. I ask that you use me, God, to your glory. And I ask, oh God, for a fresh anointing from you and a preaching moment that only you can create. It is in the mighty and precious name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. 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 In Mark, the second chapter, we are told that since they... Uh, that some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. 
And since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. And then lowered that man lying on the stretch. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. In the old days, we had a three-point sermon. And the preachers would preach a long, long, long time on each point. But my people don't let me do that. So I'm giving you the short version of the story. My sermon titled, Love, Determination, Faith, a Powerful Combination. And it's powerful because love lifts us from wherever we are. And it's love that directs our hearts and directs us. Determination drives us. We don't feel like going another minute. Determination tells us in that inner voice, yes, you can. It's the little engine that could. I love that story. And faith fuels us. So when you are faithless, you have nothing to work with. And if your faith has not matured in the Lord, you have no firing power when the enemy comes after you. So that's why I'm focusing on love, determination, and faith, a powerful combination. Because if you're going to make it from point A to point B, you need love. You need determination. And you need faith that is tied to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And too many of us are functioning with no faith. Our faith is on empty and we don't realize it. Because faith makes you do crazy things. And as I was praying about my message today, I thought I should continue our conversation about friends. And I have preached this text before, but in the past I've always concentrated on the man who was paralyzed. I've always concentrated on the man who was delivered, the man who was forgiven, the man who was lying there paralyzed, but nobody came by Minister Benita to pick him up and to help him get where he needs to go. Can I get a witness? And then I said, well, let me read a little bit about friendship. So I went out on the internet and I looked up all African proverbs about friends. Friends return to all watering holes by more than water. Friends and dreams are there to meet you. Even your dog knows the homes of friends. Teeth are all friends among each other. A small house with a hold of 100 friends. Well, hold 100 friends. You ever packed in your friends? You lost count? The more information the friendship, the deadlier the enmity. There are three friends in this world, courage, sense, and insight. Bad friends will prevent you from having good friends. A man and a goat can be friends, but it would be foolishness for the goat to pay the first visit. I don't think you got that. A man and a goat can be good friends, but it would be foolishness for the goat to pay the first visit. Don't tell your important secret to your friend because your friend has other friends as well. 
And he who judges others and never allows to be judged lose friends because it goes both ways. And finally, if you choose to make a friendship with a pig, you must be prepared to live in the mud. Oh, and I had another one here. In good times, friends know you, and in bad times, they know you know them. In good times, friends know you, and in bad times, you know them. Keep your friends close, but remember to keep your enemies closer. Search for a friend with no faults, and you will remain with no friends all of your life. The time to make friends is before you need them. And those who make friendship with a club shouldn't expect a good handshake. And those who have friends in the kitchen don't starve. Those who have friends in the kitchen don't, did you get it? Don't starve. Because the goodie bags are always coming out and they're always kind of putting the food in the window so that you can get to it. And I went back to revisit this text looking at the behavior of the friends, of the four friends. In life, we find ourselves surrounded by people we think are our friends. One of my favorite stories in the Old Testament is when Job lost. It appeared that Job lost everything. Because if you belong to the Lord, you never lose anything. You're just waiting on God to reestablish what you think you have lost. I wish I had a witness. And so I read the story of Job and realized that some people who say they are friends show up but they're not necessarily there to encourage you, but they're there to tell you how bad you look and that you shouldn't serve this God because if God was really God and cared all about you, Judge Julie, then God wouldn't allow you to be here with nothing. But these friends did three things right. First, they came to him when he was suffering. Secondly, they emphasized with him they began to weep out loud, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. When you're in trouble, you need a friend who's going to show up. Amen? When you're in trouble, you need a friend who's going to empathize with you but not say, I told you he was no good. I told you not to do that. I told you not to go there. If you're already drowning, why do you need a friend to show up to tell you that you have gone too far? Reverend Tony, can I get a witness? Thirdly, they spent time with him. And when we are friends, we take the time to spend time. And so what happens here, they did three things right, but they did three other things, Deacon Jay, that were wrong. And the thing, first thing they did that was wrong is they assumed that troubles are a sign of judgment from God. And that is not true at all because all of us in this life will have trouble. And you can't look at my trouble and decide that God doesn't love me. You got to look at my trouble and just believe that God and I are working it out. So we need to stop assuming that trouble means you're no good and you have no relationship with God. I have trouble every day and I know I have a relationship with God. So what I'm saying is that the friends are here that did three right things, but now they're doing three wrong things. Lisa, they're saying, look, if you had done the right thing, you wouldn't be here. If you're already in jail, why do you need your friend 
to tell you that you're behind bars and they don't have enough money, Alex, to get you out on bail. Secondly, we should not tell a hurting person to admit they're wrong. Have you ever made a mistake and the people keep telling you over and over again what you did wrong? None of you ever had that experience? I'm shocked. Have you ever made a mistake and you think it's out on Facebook because everybody's looking at you and telling you what you did wrong? And thirdly, we should not express personal judgments. We are not God. We didn't make each other. We don't control each other. We don't take care of each other. So we have no right to stand in judgment of others. We have the right to pray for others. We have the right to be faithful to our commitment to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what I find interesting is about these four friends is that I think they showed up to help the paralyzed brother out because they were real friends. Because real friends know that you are paralyzed and see that you are paralyzed and show up to get you wherever you need to go. Can I get a witness? A lot of times we say that we love people. Love is an action word. It's not dormant. It's not something you store in the closet with mothballs. Love is action and in motion. Love is doing what you say you're going to do. Love is looking for ways that you can make another person happy. Love is finding ways that you can be supportive of another person and that you can help them get where they're trying to go. Love is sacrificial. Love sometimes will get your feelings hurt. Love at times make you want to give up and say some ugly words, but then you go in that secret closet and you realize that if I love Jesus, I can't go there with you. I personally believe that these men were motivated by love. Have you ever been motivated by love? When is the last time that you did something unconditional because you were motivated by love? If you have, give God some praise. Just one time. We, we live in a world where we all want to be rewarded. We want to be acknowledged for everything we do. We want to be, we want to feel good, but that's not the journey that we're on. So as we look at love, the Lord gave me a perfect example as I was reading my mail yesterday. The church received a letter. It says that, dear friends, it is so heartening when we heartening when we receive a gift of support from a generous donor that allows us to say yes to hardworking homeless families and their children. Thank you for your donation. We want to share these thoughts directly from a graduate of our program. And the person who received the gift said, I didn't know what to expect out of this stepping stone called blank i'm not telling you the organization it was like going on a diet and i was either going to try it out or go all the way what i learned is that this stepping stone has taken me further than i have ever been now i've been able to save eight thousand dollars on a thirty thousand dollar a year income and my credit score has gone from 367 to 615. I also know how to direct my money in the right way. I watch every penny, and I'm preparing to actually buy my first home. I want to thank all of you 
for this fabulous program. And with the help of God and this team and this community, you did this for me. Will you give God praise for the work of Pleasant Grove Church and the difference that we are making in our community? It doesn't matter if it's a penny, a quarter, a nickel, or a dime. If we give it to the glory of God, God will multiply and God will provide. And yesterday I saw another act of love. The forecast was 105 degrees. I was waiting on the people that called me and said, well, Pastor, you know it's hot out there. And I said, Lord, don't let them call me today with that one because we have worked too hard. A month ago, God told me the people to put on this team. And there were a team of people. I invited them to be on the team. I'm sorry. And this team put together such a wonderful fellowship. This team took the time to think of all the details. And I thank God for this team that gave me an opportunity and our church family to see each other in the flesh one more time. So let's give God praise for the workers. I did not hear one complaint. Someone said it's hot. I said, yeah, but it's hotter in other places. And at least we have fans blowing. So I'm saying to you that God gives us purpose but we need to be determined to do what God instructs us to do. Because several people thought I had lost my mind. But I know what I heard from the Lord. And we had 98 people here yesterday having fun, <laughs> loving each other. And I guess one of the most exciting parts, and i got to forgive Sine and the children for the hose bath I received. But I'm glad I wore my jeans. That would not be a problem. Hallelujah. So when we're motivated by love, we do the right thing. And so when we look at this text, I, re I, I think the neat part of these men is that they show up. Jesus is in town. Jesus is back. And the word got out that Jesus was coming. I don't know if it was Instagram, Twitter. I don't know if it was a podcast. I don't know if it was on Facebook. I don't know where it was, but word got out that Jesus is coming. And the people decided, I'm going there on my own because I heard that he's raising up the dead and healing the sick, and Jesus is coming. Can you imagine? So Jesus gets to town. He's in Capernaum, and he's in the house of Peter, Sister Connie. And he's in the house, and he's preaching and teaching Pastor Joseph, and the people are happy, and they're just being healed. And the men show up, the four friends, with the man on the stretcher. They cannot get in the front door. And with my Holy Ghost imagination, I said, wow, that was Pleasant Grove Church. Let's see. That would be our safety team outside. That would be Trusty Rayford and... That would be Kim Harris and Adrian Daniel and Hugh Reed, and they would be out there checking out the grounds of the church. You probably don't know that we have a safety team that watches out for you. And I realized that this was fascinating because a weaker person, a weaker friend would have given up. Do you have a friend who will stay closer to you than a brother and a friend that sticks with you when it doesn't look possible at all? Think about this. Jesus is in the house preaching. The people are being healed. The house is overpacked. There's no way to get in. And they look at each other. And then Rayford says to Adrian, what you think? 
So I imagined that, okay, this sanctuary is full. And they had to go up the stairs and they had to find another way to get in the house. I love determination because you think of the impossible in those moments. And the word of God says that these four men, I told you it was Camp and Rayford and Hugh Reed and Adrian, they decided that we got keys to the church. And we know how to open the doors upstairs. And they decided that we're going to unlock the door upstairs, Reverend Paula, and we're going to take Bubba on this stretcher upstairs. And what we're going to do is that we're going to find another way to get in. You ever had that happen in your life, that all the doors are closed, that you got to find another way? Come on, church. You haven't lived like this all the time. Come on now. You ever had a door closed in your face, and you don't know what you're going to do, and you can't find a friend to help a brother out, help a sister out? You ever, look at these four men. They could have gone to dinner or gone fishing. But they decided we're going to look for another way. So what I'm trying to tell you is that if you're looking for a way out and what you're doing isn't working, you, maybe you want to look for another way. If the main entrance is closed off to you, then what you need to do is find another way to get in. And that's what I'm saying by determination. And the word teaches that we give up too easy. We give up too easy. Who cares if you say no a hundred times? If God told me in my spirit that the answer is yes, you can't make me believe anything else. If God tells me that this church will rise up regardless of COVID, you cannot convince me of anything else. Can I get a witness? Anybody ever had a door closed and God sent you an angel to maneuver your way and to tell you, well, you know, you need to go down that road over there and turn right when you get to the stop sign. And there's a back way through the alley that you can get in. But, you know, all of us in life do not always praise the Lord for the angels dispatched in our lives who give us hope in hopeless situations. There are times when we need to praise the Lord for what God has done. I thank God for my friends. I hope you thank God for yours. And what I've discovered is that friends always tell you what you need to know. Sometimes even if you don't want to hear it. But what I also thought was interesting is that how are they going to get Bubba through the roof of this house? And when we used to build homes, Deacon Jay and I, he would get into, this is a hip roof, and this is a flat roof, and this is that. I thought all roofs were roofs, Hetty. I didn't know that there were different type of roof lines. But if you go back and read, Michelle, about the roofs in those days, they were all flat. And there was not much space, and they were made of straw and clay. So it didn't take a lot of energy to knock the roof out. So I don't want you to think that there was a roof that cost $20,000, which you can't get through. I want you to know that it was a roof of straw and clay, but these four friends cared so much about their friend, they were willing to go up there and go through the straw and the clay. Can I get a witness today? Hallelujah. And the word says while Jesus is preaching, he looks up and realizes that somebody is coming down through the roof. And Jesus realizes that this Man needs to be healed. Use your Holy Ghost imagination. If the front door is closed, go to the back. 
If the back door is closed, go to the other door. If the window's locked, open one up, knock it out. We have to do in life whatever is necessary to keep us on track with what God wants us to do. We have too many of us who believe the negative. I choose to believe the positive. Everything that God has promised me, I have no doubt that my Lord will deliver. And another thing this, lesson, this text teaches us is that don't look at what you see with physical eyes. You have to look at what you hear through the Holy Ghost Spirit that lives in you. Because everything we see is not real. Everything we see is not godly. So this man is coming down through the roof. And then Alyssa, Jesus said something interesting to the man. He said, your sins are forgiven. And I was trying to figure out all week, what did that mean? Why would Jesus say that to him at this time? But Jesus said that to him because Jesus wanted the man to know that your sins are forgiven, therefore your blessings will not be blocked. And what that means to us is that many of us miss our blessings because we know we are sinners. We know we have sinned against God, and we take ourselves out of the mix because we don't think that God is going to bless us. So the lesson here is that forgive, forgive yourself and move on. And you pray and you ask God to forgive you. How many of us, I can't go to church because I was drunk yesterday. I can't go over there because they all feel with the Holy Ghost. Really? I can't go over there because I have a bad reputation in the neighborhood. I can't go over there because they know I've been in jail a couple of times. I can't go over there because they know my family is not right. I can't go over there because they know my history and where I came from. I can't go over there because I'm not good enough. That is a trick of the enemy. Because if God has forgiven you, oh, you can do better than that. When Jesus forgives you, all is forgiven. So stop trying to save yourself and listen to the world that wants you to go down. And accept the forgiveness. So Jesus said to Bubba, I call him, your sins are forgiven. Say to somebody, your sins are forgiven. Say it again like you mean it. Your sins are forgiven. Now, that is not permission for you to keep sinning. But it's saying that we're going to start out fresh here. And when we start out fresh, right, in our relationship, we leave that old baggage behind. Some of the worst things that happen to us in relationships is that we say we forgave someone, but we keep reminding them uh, how badly they hurt us. At some point, we got to realize we are forgiven, therefore, we ought to forgive in the name of Jesus. So love lifts. Determination drives us. Now to elevate yourself to be better than who you really are. We are all stained, and we are all sinners saved by grace. Hallelujah. And we're all here by the grace and the mercy of Almighty God. We are all here because God is faithful. We are here because God is just. And I ask God to give me the spirit of Nehemiah. When the enemy comes and tells me what I cannot do, I want to be able to say, Nehemiah, I, I, can't, uh -uh, I can't come down. I, I, I've heard from the Lord. 
I'll keep preaching till I die because I've heard from the Lord. I'll keep singing till I die because the Lord gave me a song. I'll keep praying till I leave this earth because God gave me a platform to pray for him. I will always serve the Lord. And when I serve the Lord with passion, I will never be able to come down. The world is here to bring us down. So I'm here to remind you today that God is the only one that can bring you down. And once we accept the love of Jesus Christ, and once we become determined about where we're going and how we're going to get there, faith will take us through. So I ask you today, when is the last time you had an act of faith in your life? When is the last time? Yeah, we talk about Enoch, and we talk about Elijah, and we talk about Hannah, we talk about Moses, we talk about David, but what about you? When is the last time that you took action on your faith alone and you stood up for what you believed and your relationship with Jesus Christ? So today, church, my prayer is that all of us, all of us would accept the challenge. Love, be lifted up. Accept the challenge of being determined regardless of who critiques you or criticizes you, if you hear from the Lord, then you need to do what God tells you to do. And then you need to have faith to believe that God is going to do what God promises. You need faith to know that God is a strong deliverer. God is a strong deliverer in a world of darkness. God is our God. We need to take the time to cultivate relationship with God so that we know how to talk to God and how to get in touch. We thank God for these four men. And we thank God for the opportunity to understand what friendship looks like, what it feels like. Are you ready to take out the straw and clay in the roof so somebody else can get to Jesus? What sacrifice are you willing to make so that we can feed a couple more people? What sacrifice are you willing to make so that homes can be built for those who are homeless? So I need to ask you, what action are you taking right now so that you can be a friend to the friendless? And that best of all, you can be the friend that you should be to Jesus Christ. May God bless you with good friends and the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web www.pgc-carry.org Thank you again.